0: Have you ever felt like your life was stuck on autopilot? Like you're just doing the same thing over and over again. It's easy to get complacent, confined to our own personal silos, unengaged with the wider world around us. And sometimes I feel like I've had tunnel vision in my life. Like I'm not really branching out to see what other possibilities lie ahead. I'm only thinking about what's right in front of me. And as a result, I find myself just going through the motions of life. Maybe I'm stressed, maybe I'm worried about something, or maybe I'm just complacent and I don't care. Whatever the reason is, today's episode is going to really help us to break free from the monotony of autopilot, and we're going to do this through hearing Jason's story and how it ties in with Wally agency, and how a little dose of curiosity goes a long way. Welcome to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast, where we learn how to navigate life one film at a time. We are four friends with backgrounds in storytelling, filmmaking, teaching, and narrative therapy. Join us on our quest towards telling and living our stories more meaningfully. I'm Derek Hatch.
1: My name is Ningatao. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Joseph Wilson. I'm Jason Lin.
0: My last riddle, or actually, I have two riddles for this podcast. So, <laughs> where's Riddler? Speaking of Riddler, what do these have in common? The Batman, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Boy and the Heron, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, No Country for Old Men, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Ratatouille, Secondhand Lion, Shrek, and of course, Wally. These are movies that make me think of you, Jason.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like these movies. Parts.
0: You do? <laughs> and it's interesting because when I was looking at these movies, I'm like, oh, I, I see a connection between them. What and Yeah, pick his brain. I, I yeah, don't, pick his brain. They're funny. Well, I'll tell you what I see. The interesting thing you know, about Country all of old them men is, funny in, is <laughs> in stories, we have two types of protagonists. We have passive protagonists and active protagonists. Passive protagonists, and this is true of real life as well, passive protagonists just let life happen to you. Like, in other words, the characters just react to whatever the story, whatever the plot is doing. Active characters are those who see what's happening and they go forth to try to do something about it. So it's interesting with a lot of these movies on here, they're characters that are kind of like when we first are introduced to them, They're just kind of stuck somewhere, like Shrek in the swamp or like in Tombstone with Kurt Russell's character not wanting to get involved or Ratatouille's family just wanting to kind of keep doing the the normal thing or the guy in Invasion of the Body Snatchers just, you know, trying to ride everybody off and not care in a lot of these movies that I see. I see. I mean, Boy in the Heron, it's just the birds. Like, let's just be real. It's just, it's just, it's just a movie full of birds. It makes me think, think of Jason. But a lot of these movies really are about these characters who are stuck on autopilot for at some point, and something has to break them out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think Wally is one of the best demonstrations of that, because literally, as you said in the last episode, the antagonist of Wally is autopilot, and yeah. that's what everybody has to break out of. And so, Jason. Honestly, I'm just gonna let you talk and Oh no. I know. I see you've got a lot of notes there and you got a that story. Got a and so we're just all gonna kick back and we'll chime in. Take but Jason, you take it away. Jason, know, take yeah, it we're away. Go ahead and get some snacks real <laughs> quick. We're gonna, we are <laughs> gonna
2: be the passive podcast. we will be the autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be the host break us break out. out exactly. Ollie. Yeah. So the thing that I really like the most about this movie is the theme of curiosity and wonder mm. and how that breaks us out of autopilot. And that's really taking our heads from looking just what's right in front of us and, and what we're doing and what we're good at and looking at the world around us and going as Wally often says, wow. But there's a few things that I kind of want to, a few themes that I want to highlight yeah. that we're going to talk about. And that is going to be one directive. So directive and autopilot are not the same thing. So mm-hmm. directive we see is not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad thing in this movie. Yeah. Wally's directive is to clean up trash and he does it good. You know, take it, store it. That has a use. The people it's useful for have all died, but it's also his skill. He's good at doing it. He uses his ability to store the plant To help them in the movie. Mm -hmm. Eve's directive is to find life. That's not a bad directive at all. And all these directives together are part of who these people and who these robots are. And these are good things. And it's when you get stuck on the directive and never move out of it. And you're fixated only on that and don't look up or around. That is... Autopilot. That's just doing an autopilot is the path of least resistance. What's easiest? Just survival. Yeah. And survival is is a bleak life. And it's funny because the people on the Axiom, if you look at the captain's reigns, they've lived for 200 years. Like, they've lived a long time. Oh. They actually live longer in space like that. Oh, yeah. I oh, guess that's true. I never no, thought of that. Like, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, yeah. there's no way. 200 and... 40 years, and it gets a little shorter after each mm-hmm. time. Yeah, And if you'll notice, as each captain gets fatter in the picture, Otto oh. becomes further and further into the picture and yeah. to the point where he's like right there. Yeah. And I mean, as he's prominent. Uh, the captain's looking at it. Otto just pulls up and he's right behind him, like in the picture, and that's when he goes, no, and he puts his hat on and he stands up to him and yeah. then immediately gets shoved back.
1: Honestly, I think if... Like, this captain didn't do anything. Autopilot just would have been the captain of the ship because there would be no... He's
0: slowly phasing out the captain. But it's the captain's curiosity about, like, Define Earth, Define Dancing. Mm -hmm. That's what pulls him out of autopilot, right? Because that's when he begins to see, like, oh my gosh, there's so much more out there. Mm -hmm. But he's also seeing that he's being phased out. Like, Mm -hmm. humanity is being phased out. And I love that image you described there, Jason, yeah. of Otto becoming more and more prominent. And that's this movie borrows a lot from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much like, how. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that is how, right? Yeah. And this movie, like, I feel like 2001 Space Odyssey, like, helps decipher Wally a bit more and what it means. Because that film is this cold, bleak, some in some ways, maybe demonic, right? film. You know, that's really beautiful and well-made and well-crafted, but it's so hollow because it is like we start with the journey of humanity right in the beginning of the movie with them evolving from these like ape creatures into, you know, what humanity is now. But it's these tools that become that which advance humanity, but also lead to its downfall. And once we get to the humans in space with characters that I don't give a crap about because they're just so bland and boring and uninteresting and there's no life happening in space, right? Yeah. And you realize that this calm presence of hal they've all become monotonous. They've all become like under this thing. Again, like they've outsourced their humanity to something else and allowed it to have control back to like the god complex thing yeah and their only curiosity they have is how can we just continue to advance how can we continue to do technology right and now with wally we're seeing like this other like dystopian version of that but it's a different kind of coldness than 2001 Mm -hmm. it's a coldness in the sense of everything is bright and looks good, like they have all their needs provided for. It it looks like everything's okay. It
2: looks like it is a utopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's interesting because it those two films together, I think it's it, fascinating the way they speak to each other. Even the music, a lot of the same music and that. and homage, like homages to the to scenes like. Yeah,
3: like, I need to see that movie then. All right, so let's set it up. There's a the but quickly, there's of like a really subtle difference between Wally and 2001 because how mm-hmm. starts to have his own initiative. Yeah, starts off as autopilot and then he takes over. Yes, and yes. Autopilot doesn't have a mind of its own. Autopilot is just following orders. Just, mm-hmm. And there's a difference between so in Wally, it seems like the the antagonist is the system, the structure of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the space axiom. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a societal issue rather than mm-hmm. Ultron where these are all internal individualistic battles. Yeah. Yeah. That they're all starting to clash. But Wally's different. Oh, it is Wally, a system. Yeah. So when you're you break in the, the when you're yes. Yeah. So what Wally says it Wally does not Denounce the individual in the movie. It denounces that system of autopilot, and that individual has the courage and the the curiosity to break out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So it's a much broader scope than two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's why I really like because Mary and John, they're they're not mad at all from getting knocked out of anything. They're polite. They introduce themselves. They're kind. Like the people in this in this movie are not mm-hmm. mean or, or there's no ill. It's they're literally from birth, they're indoctrinated yeah. into this system of, it's all they of know. disconnection and just following what's right in front of them. And Otto was put in place by humans. Yeah. He received received his directive from a person, from the president of by and large. Yeah. And yeah. that's what locked them in. He's now, the real villain. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like it's 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 kind of like Nazis in a way, just that mindset it
2: uh, I'm not, not going to lie. Hacentration <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, That's what, what causes just this dystopian disguise as utopian in the movie. But and the things that I want to focus on now are wonder and curiosity. And this is yeah. how I've defined them without going on Google. So if Google has a different answer, that's by and large anyway. Google is the system anyway. Exactly. Google is the system. So for curiosity is questioning the world around you and finding interesting and things outside yourself. Mm. And I have wonder as an appreciation of the world around you and excitement over beautiful or interesting things. And these things feed each other. There's wonder, Oh, what is that? And then or curiosity is like, Oh, what is that? And like, Oh man, I can celebrate this. This is cool. And of course, as we talked in the last episode, it feeds into community and this brings the spark of that. And, I'll talk about myself and how that, that worked with me. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Cause I think of this now it was in a very similar way to in the movie is that this sense of wonder and curiosity was already in me as a child, mm. but it became more and more uh, strong in my life uh-huh. as a survival mechanism. Mm. So I grew up, I loved animals still do, I had so many books about fish and reptiles and all that stuff. And I'd be like, Mom, look at this. this is a, look at this frog. This is crazy. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, very nice. And I grew up running around, climbing trees, just doing whatever that was outside. And just whatever was cool, interesting things to me. Video games, too, had a big grip on me. But I also grew up pretty pretty lonely at times. I was a, I was a weird kid. I was very in depth to all these things I thought were interesting, but Mm. my family, we didn't do a whole lot of stuff that I could relate with the other kids about. We didn't watch sports. We didn't watch a whole bunch of different movies. We didn't go out to eat that much. My dad just cooked at home and these were all good things, but I did not know how to connect with other people in the outside world. And my parents, and I'm not, I'm not blaming them, bashing them, but they didn't go out and hang out with, they didn't have a whole bunch of people over all the time Mm. We didn't hang out all the time in other people people's places. We did sometimes, it yeah. definitely wasn't devoid of that, but I it was just a lot for me to be able to hang out with other kids. And I almost had to teach myself by observing and watching other people mm. and just saying random stuff and seeing how people reacted. And I almost had to like scientifically teach myself how to connect with the outside world. Wow. It was, and it was still weird. And it felt like I was, and I was always wanting to understand my friends and, and learn about them and, and be curious. And that drove me to be a good friend. And there were times where I felt like I was able to understand people, but I was not able to be understood or it was harder for other mm. people to understand me. Yeah. And there was a lot of loneliness and just sadness that I grew up with, but the distraction and just not so much distraction, but curiosity and wonder in the world around me, Yeah. like, it helped me understand things that were beautiful and good in the world, and take my eyes away from what was what was not good. And it like it brought me joy. And one thing that I learned, and I always talk about this, is throwing socks at the fan. Sometimes things are hard, and I there's one moment when I was in my bedroom and the fan was going, and I just like had socks laying around on my bed. And I'm like, I just took them on my finger and flung them at the fan, and they would just carry them and shoot them around the room. And I would just start laughing. It was fun. And I just thought, you know, maybe I need to lower my threshold for what makes me happy. Uh, and, and I talk about happiness as separate from joy. Happiness yeah. is temporary. Yeah. And just when I was, had, a a I guess, a lower threshold for what I can find joy or find beauty or happiness in or yeah. just appreciate, it was not so hard for me to break away from problems in life and it was easier for me to not get just dragged down from having to move the trash in my life like sometimes you have to pick up things and order them and and understand them and find the beauty that's in that trash yeah. or in the hard things and that's what that's what kept helped me like keep alive yeah. that's what helped me sur- like survive and and live past just survival yeah. and it was a good thing now when that curiosity and wonder overtakes your directive and you're just aimless, that's not good either. And that was my, that was my weaknesses. I would try to distract myself and not actually do what I needed to do. Mm. And which is my directive, the thing that I'm good at, the thing that God made me good at, the thing that I'm meant to do. Curiosity and wonder are meant to exist in balance with directive. I feel like, yeah, like one cannot overtake the other. Your directive can't be your whole life. You have to look outside of that. Other people, other ideas, other concepts you know, the arts, music, these things help yeah. us. But if we only think about that, we don't get really anything done and we just kind of space out and we never leave the that dreamland in in your movie, Soul. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and a, a cool example of this is Wally and Eve together, their relationship. Yeah. So Wally is, he does his job, he does it well, but he also is like very distracted easily about these things that he's curious about. And Eve is very mission minded. She's very focused on her directive and her task. And she gets agitated very quickly when she, when it, when she keeps failing, cause she's only focused on the directive. She sees the roach, All right, cool. She sees Wally fine, whatever. And then she just gets mad and starts blasting stuff. And she gets stuck to the magnet and she shoots that and blasts all the, the boats. The boats, boats yeah. And yeah. It's just all blowing up yeah. and it's exploding. And Wally is just kind of like trying to make the move, yeah. mm-hmm. and it and she she turns and she's not like turned away by him. She actually like wants humor. She wants fun. Yeah. She wants to. She wants connection. Yeah. And while it's funny because Wally she asks him his directive and he goes oh and he gathers up all the trash and makes a cube and she goes. <laughs> 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 I thought that part was so funny. It's like dang oh he's he's doing well. Yeah. He's doing good. My- Let's go, my boy. He's got Riz. Yeah. yeah. My, my boy got that trash robot, Riz. Well, there's something. There's Maybe say, Riz, I I'm not, i don't like you right <laughs> now. There's an image <laughs> that, say that word.
0: really stood out when you were sharing was this idea of taking the trash and you're kind of ordering it into something. Like, Wally orders it into this, like, little cube thing so it can have a place, right? And you kind of said you were doing that in your life, but you were trying to find the treasure, like mm-hmm. the treasures in the midst of it. And that curiosity and wonder is what kept you. It's what kept you going in a lot of these situations, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I can ask you a follow up question then okay. for your story here. So, when it comes to this idea of autopilot, what does that pull, that temptation, like how does that come
2: about manifest in your life? When I'm tired when it's easier to not think so much about what i'm doing or when things are hard it's easier to just kind of keep my head down and mm-hmm. and do whatever and and not connect yeah and i just stop looking at what's around me or what's 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 worth looking at what's worth being interested in or i only really focus on my own stuff because it's easier and i like it's almost a survival thing yeah and yeah but then like Without that curiosity, I'm not learning anything. Like Wally learns how to put himself back together, he becomes—he's actually pretty intelligent, and that's because a curiosity and wanting to question everything and understand more about the world about him has taught him these things. Yeah. And when I get into autopilot, I start to forsake what I've already learned.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's good.
2: I hopefully my curiosity in my life has has spread to to some people. And help because what I like is that that's what gets the captain to to break away from his autopilot. Yeah. Because and he's about he's this close to just not even caring until yeah. the word Earth comes up. He goes Earth, and he's like define Earth, and he goes on the the internet rabbit hole yeah. of looking up everything late at night. And so, but that but once he's hooked, he can't go back. Yeah. To to nothing. I know Derek and I talked about this, but he goes. That's, I can't do nothing. That's all I've ever That's done. That's all I've That's ever all done. That's all anyone yeah. on this blasted ship has done for yeah. 700 yeah. years is nothing. Yeah. And I think Otto says it's easier that, w- oh no, the Shelby forthright says it's easier to just stay in space and rather than than clean up this mess, it's just easier this way. Yeah. And Otto says this way humanity will survive. And he goes, I don't want to survive. I want to live. I want to Yeah. Live. yeah. Great line. That, after that, like you can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it, and then it eventually steers the ship back to earth and back to creating life where there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And things begin to flourish again because that curiosity has spread up. And it's not just like, oh, curiosity, oh, what's this, with that? It's appreciation for life. Yeah. And the things yeah. that God has made and, yeah. and things that are beautiful. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting, Jason, because you were just saying a moment ago, I hope I've done that for people, right? That you've done that for people. I'm sure I have. And you Well, I mean, you've done it at least for me but i think for all of mm-hmm. us at this table but one example i'll give you here is like so this is this is tying this is creating a narrative right here so i've loved ducks like i've always loved ducks i've been yeah. fascinated by them right i don't know i don't know why i've just always been drawn to them they're cool so that's why yeah i've always loved ducks and i'm grateful that i've wanted you ducks and now i have ducks right but it's interesting because i've never been a fan of any other type of bird I've just never really. So I shared the story of already on the podcast of you bringing the bird. But here's the thing that's interesting is I think sometimes autopilot is not just a big picture thing. It's also with the small things as well. So, for example, if I have made up in my mind like I just love ducks and I'm not really a fan of other types of birds. That's like an autopilot thing because I'm just kind of like, well, this is who I am and that's that. And so I'm not really like going to go look at birds or research birds or as I just don't care. It's not who I am. It's not yeah. part of my identity, so to speak. Now you come along into my life and you do things like let's play this game called Wingspan, which <laughs> I never in my life would have had an interest in playing Wingspan. I mean, I didn't even see a duck the entire time we were playing the game. So there's d- I know, but there's- I never got a duck. So <laughs> I, I don't care. But here's the thing. You, your love and passion got me curious for it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. And I was like, okay, like Jason really likes this game, and I like Jason, and you know, Jason knows his stuff about birds. And so, so I, you know, we played Wingspan at the retreat last year.
2: Yeah. And, 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 and Nick and, won. And I,
0: and Nick won, ironically. He wasn't even trying, He's but the he best won.
3: One. That's, don't tell one. me, don't ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> but, he <won>. I did.
0: <laughs> but so I'm playing Wingspan, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like learning about the birds and the way you were talking about them and stuff. And so I was like, you know, I never would have played that game. But then it gets deeper than that. Because then, a couple months later, we go to the theater and we see Boy and the Heron, and you're getting, like, all uh, gushy about all the birds on the screen. And you're just like, yeah, they did that bird right. And he's just (laughs) sitting next to Jason was awesome. During that, yeah,
1: just listen because
0: he was just
1: they got yeah. the red fern
2: correct. Okay, oh they, my gosh, they did, they did the, the, par- the
3: parakeets were the best part. Yeah,
2: that yeah, made me a little scared of them. I was like, yeah, wow, good job on this movie to make you <laughs> but, a, a little nervous around parakeets. That's <laughs> and, and, and then, and so a couple weeks after I saw the movie, I texted you guys
0: a picture of a pelican I saw, mm-hmm. and I was like, l- I noticed that I was really looking at the pelican, like mm-hmm. really looking at it in a way I never had before. Yeah. And the way that you've got me curious about things has moved me from like, oh, I just like ducks and I'm not really interested in other birds to now I have chickens to now I take the time to understand birds to playing wingspan. And it's like actually opened up something within me. And yes, yes, obviously it's like a small piece. It's not as big as in your Mm -hmm. identity, right? With, but You've opened up something within me to where I was a person who was just like, oh, I'm not really a fan of birds. To now, like, oh, birds are so interesting and fascinating. And
2: now I'm curious about them. When you break it down there, it's art and engineering mm. given yeah. form. Like that's that's what I see in them. Like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Chickens are cool, too. And
0: so being able to see that beauty in those things like that's. That's something you helped me do.
1: Yeah. You're the only other person that I know that really appreciates animals. Like I appreciate animals.
2: I know. And you yeah, appreciate them respect. way
1: more than I do, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. But it's, it, it is comforting to know that because it's like I I love nature. I want to be a park ranger. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to be a park ranger. <laughs> <eventually>. Fun fact. <laughs> but it's when I look at you, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I want to be just because of just the beauty that's out there and it's not just confined to an eight to it would be an eight to nine but it's not just eight to nine in a little area and things like that but it's i'm i'm out in the world i'm out in with god's creation yeah. Yeah. that is beautiful yeah man i, I love that Pick up. Well, i'll just Pick finish up. it off
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i need to touch dirt more <laughs> <laughs> that is like is the perfect. signature phrase that has been built in my head around you is I need to go touch dirt and it's really more profound than yeah it's really funny but it's also really profound yeah and I like you can go a long time on autopilot not touching dirt yeah and you shake someone's hand and you realize like like you're not living or that mm-hmm. person is living so that's that's just really cool yeah
0: yeah I think all of us here on this podcast we all really do have like something that we connect with each other on, but something that pushes us yeah. a little further. Mm-hmm. And I think that beautiful push and pull and connection of life, I think that's what it's all about. And so I'm glad that we have that with each other.
1: We need to make a shirt that says just touch the dirt.
0: that That's going on the list for the <laughs> shirt, right? It's going to be the
2: captain's hand with like the dirt on it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: Jason, is there anything else about Wally that you wanted to mention in this idea of curiosity Let's breaking see. us free from autopilot? All that before I kind of I'm going to tie this whole series in a bow after.
3: it work. See. Yeah,
2: yeah just uh, just <laughs> no. I, I so I guess just an encouragement to for for you listeners out there and for mm-hmm. us to kind of understand and ask yourselves, what is my autopilot? What is the one thing where i have in a lane and this is what I mostly do but I don't look outside of it Yeah, like don't be afraid of connecting with people and listening to ideas that you don't agree with yeah. or completely disagree with for the sake of understanding why they think that way and, mm-hmm. and what they care about and what they're seeing as beautiful and I feel like that's what connects us as people is that we're all so different in how we think and feel and i listen to people all the time. I'm like I would have never thought of it that way. That's how you see the world. That's I can't even understand that. But closing my eyes to that does not help me. And it just, I get jaded. I get irritable. I only care about like just getting to where I need to go when I do not step off that little lighted line that yeah. even that I've set for myself, Yeah. you know, and just question. If you stop questioning things, you're not growing anymore and you're not learning yeah, if you stop getting interested in, in things that aren't your, your autopilot, your directive, you're you're not gonna grow and you're not gonna develop outwards and you're yeah. not gonna be able to appreciate and even appreciate yourself and know what you're capable. Of. Like the little oh, the secretary robot that just clicks all the buttons mm-hmm. uh-huh. and while he waves at him once and he's like, I know I, I know I can do that. <laughs> and then when he leaves, he's just completely waving the thing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's that's what I've got. It's beautiful.
0: So this is the end of our extended like origin story, right? Because, you know, in relaunching this podcast, we really wanted to be able to get a better sense of who each of us are moving forward, right? And learning and discovering things about each other in the process. And obviously for all of you out there listening as well to do that. And now one of my strengths is being able to really find connections between things that might not seem like they connect. So I was thinking about Wally and Avengers Age of Ultron and Stranger Than Paradise and Star Wars, you know, the original trilogy. And I'm trying to think, well, there's something about these movies that are all connected because all the four of us are connected. And if they're meaningful to us, right? So what is that connection? And I started to realize it. And it really helps me better understand, like, What we have together. So, curiosity is what really sparks any adventure, any call that we have in our life that curiosity and wonder. If you're going to move forward, you need to have that. That's the launching point, right? And so, with Wally and everything there, we see how Wally is breaking humanity out of that cycle so that they can have that curiosity and that wonder. And I mean, we see also, it's interesting because. That's the, that's in stranger than paradise. That's what they need to get shaken, shaken out of as well is they need to have that curiosity and wonder about what it's like to connect with each other. And we've talked a lot about connection between Wally and stranger than paradise, right? Which is, which is interesting. But at the heart in the middle of those two things is of course, trauma. You see the earth creation had undergone trauma and Wally, and in Stranger Than Paradise, we're in a world of just black and white existence. We're in a world where we're not dealing with our problems. We're not talking about those things. We're just existing. And in Age of Ultron, we see how that trauma can really cloud our vision. But in all three of those films, it really is a... It's lonely people who are so disconnected. They're disconnected from themselves, one another, their sense of purpose, the world around them. And all of them are on some sort of journey where they're going to have to work through it and they're going to have to be able to move forward. And so all of these things, how curiosity sparks our adventure, undergoing trauma and experiences that lead to a death, a dying of something, in our lives, right? There's something that has to die in order for the journey to move forward. And then we're reborn through this sense of connection. Now, all of those things together help us to live a meaningful story. And in all these stories, and this is where Star Wars comes in here, Star Wars is the story of the path of how does meaning in my story grow and develop over time? Luke's journey from the three films is about trying to discover that meaning and purpose and each film explores it in a different way. And so when we have all these pieces together, we're able to live our stories more meaningfully and we're no longer on autopilot, we're no longer stuck in our trauma, and we're no longer disconnected. We are living meaningfully out of our origin stories. And that's what I got. That's good. So if you feel stuck on autopilot, if you feel like your life is just this monotonous thing and you can't break out of it, sometimes we need another person to come alongside. And as a guide with all things narrative, that's what I try to help you do. (laughs) Your story is try to help you to see what's possible and to be able to through my curiosity about who you are and what your story is, see what kind of story you're living and what kind of story is possible for you. So through our coaching, whether it's our personal development and our Live a Meaningful Story program, or if you just want to get a better sense of what your story is and how to communicate it, whether it's through writing or through speaking, then check out our Storytelling for Speakers workshop and coaching. And as always, you can find these things in our show notes, all things, narrative com and let's break you out of autopilot let's not let that run your life and let's see how through curiosity and wonder we can live a better story so thank you guys so much and join us next yeah. month for another amazing set of episodes you guys are really special Thanks, and it's Jason. been a beautiful time learning your origin stories yeah. and thank you, now we go forward from here Thank you for listening to the Live a Meaningful Story podcast produced by All Things Narrative. If you'd like to learn more about our coaching, workshops, events, please check out allthingsnarrative.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at all things narrative. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tune in next time as we continue exploring the stories we love and the stories we live.
2: Take care.